When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 11 and 12 of The Shadow Rising, What Lies Hidden, and Tanchico or the Tower. Enjoy! Welcome to Season 4, Episode 7, Episode 73, uh, since we started this shindig. Um, actually, about a... Actually, yeah, it's the 1st of June, so we are a year and a half into doing this. We've been doing this for a year and a half. Yeah. Wow. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so, a um, couple of little housekeeping things. We do have two Patreon announcements. One is a new patron, actually one of our higher tier patrons, Lisa Slack. Thank you so much for your pledge. Very happy to have at the sitter level. Yeah, which, thank um, you. Yeah, so, so very, very happy to have you on board, and thank you so much. And then we had Tina Trent, who is a current patron of ours, who upped her her level. So thank you, Tina. We appreciate it whenever Woo, people move we love you up. Both. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and their, and their pump, patron pump levels. Pump, pump, yeah. Pump, level yeah. up. Um, and then as far as everything else goes, uh, Twitter, we hit 1400 followers on Twitter. Past that. So we're still climbing there. We did a giveaway and the winner was I already announced on Twitter because we were supposed to record Tuesday night. But uh, um, the winner was Tino. Sorry. Tino won a Floaties coffee mug. Gazette, so, Tino. yeah, Tino, good job. Nice. Um, I don't even have one of those yet. Yeah, I don't have one either yet. I think Jake has one. It looks really cool. So, yep. So we're sending out the coffee mug to Tino. Um, it's coming in the mail soon. Um, and then also just want to give a quick update on the Wheel Reads YouTube. Not so much on the videos coming up, but I want to start plugging a big event that's coming up in a few weeks. So we are hosting the Twitter of Time Awards show on our live on our YouTube. Uh, we have categories and all sorts of different characters, you know, character accounts, uh, news sources, best overall. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, of course I'm not doing this just by myself. I have a whole entire committee, including delusions from feather, feather and mountain unraveling Lauren from unraveling the pattern, the leaf uh, brothers from the way of the leaf, uh, Rob from Malkir talks or Rob from weekly wheel news is all helping me out and doing various aspects and plans award show. So it's going to be pretty epic. At least everything I've seen so far in it is really good stuff. Um, I'm excited and we have lots of people working on different segments and different parts of it. So hopefully it all comes together and it's either going to be awesome or immediately turn really, really into a shit show. And then it's just going to turn into a comedy act. Cause that's, you go one of the two ways you keep it serious and make it a real award show. And then once it's also goes, awesome. Yeah. Which is also awesome. But if things go sideways. You just, yeah. Roll with it. Personal life. Oh, yeah. So let's I'm going to get into my personal life. Uh, so Memorial day was fun. We went to um, the in-laws 
to up in, up in the mountains of Waynesboro. We we were gonna every time we plan something there, something happens and we don't get to do it. So we were actually gonna. There's a winery um, up in Charlottesville called King's Family. They have a polo field, and there's supposed to be a polo match, and we we're intending the kids to actually watch polo. Uh, with the horses and everything, but it rained so much over the weekend that the field was too muddy, so we decided not to do that, and instead just kind of hung around the house, and which was fun. I mean, it was still we still had a good time. Um, the kids had a lot of fun. Um, we took them to a toy store, and they had a blast. So, bought some toys, and that's really all. Oh yeah, it's much better than polo for a child. Yeah. Oh yeah, take them to a toy store. They're good. All right. Um, but yeah, so that's about all I got going on. Uh, this weekend we're going to ba- taking my kid to a baseball game, so that should be fun. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. First game for him. Well, he went was an infant. Um, this is it's probably the first one he was actually he didn't care last year. We went. Um, it's it's a Peninsula Pilots game, so um, yeah, it's not it's not even minor league baseball. Hey, it's actually fun. They're, they're fun games. It's actually um, better than minor league sometimes because it's um, it's college uh, summer league, so they're all the um, uh, the college players that are getting ready to you know either get drafted to the actual major leagues. The so they're actually means. up and comings that are in college, um, and it's and they play all summer long and they do travel teams, and that's what they host. So it's they're actually you know really good baseball uh you know where you think about you know oh it's not even minor leagues but no these these guys a lot of these guys end up going to the major leagues so it's um pretty cool yeah yeah um ian how's your personal life so last weekend again long weekend with the memorial day weekend um it's pretty awesome spent pretty much the entire time with my significant other so Ooh, that's a new word it's so interesting (laughs) saying that set of words and uh, spent did, time did she with move my from family plus, on my dad's plus, side. Wait, time out. Time out. She moved from plus one to significant other? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's huge. I mean, we haven't that's exactly had that discussion, but, you know, that's... I, As I they say like in the black community, claim it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, spent a couple of days with... Um, out at my dad's place on the river nearby. Um, while she was there, the weather was kind of cruddy, so we didn't go out and do much boating. But when you think about it, for an early on in relationship sort of thing, that's like a really good test because rainy days, we're kind of inside playing board games and everything. Um, it was it was pretty cool. We even played Phase 10, which is like... Oh, I love Phase destro- 10. Yeah, but it's the destroyer of relationships, it right? Is. Or it can be. People claim Monopoly destroys relationships. No. Mm. No, 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 no. When you have six people playing phase 10 and and your significant other is like, you know, three turns past you and you get a skip card and you drop it and you just look right at them and you go, skip you. you know, that, that will break people. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I, won't, I won't lie. I feel like I wasn't a total jerk, but like I kind of tested the limits to be like, all right, if I'm a little bit, if I'm a little bit of a jerk in this game, how's that going to play out? And it still went really well. We both lost horribly. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a great weekend. Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Grandmother, who is 92 on Thursday, decides to bend down and clean her kitchen floor while bracing against a computer chair that she thought was against the wall. It was not. It oh, rolled. No. She hit the ground. She cracked her femur in half. So 
I've been in and out of the hospital with her Thursday and Friday and then yesterday and today. It's just kind of been a whirlwind of her having surgery on Saturday. And I was out of town Saturday, guys. I, I still made my trip to Charlotte, got Chanel moved into her new apartment. She got attacked by a fire ant, so her foot was swollen to twice its size. So I oh, ended up doing that's all the, the worst. Yeah, I ended up doing all the moving and setting up myself. So I'm I'm still exhausted. I actually, for the first time in years, took a nap today or after work, which I don't do that. Like that's just not me. And so and we need to specify for those that are too far north to understand fire ants, um, and even. For those in the South who've been bit and it's been no big deal, some people are very sensitive to them, but a fire ant bite burns like a mofo. And some people, it's not just like, ow, an ant bit me and you walk away. For me, I can get one or two bites, and I wore sandals a lot when I was in Lower Alabama. If it, they happen to get me like in between the toes or in like some really soft skin on my feet, my entire foot would swell up like crazy. So, and that was her all weekend, swollen foot. Yeah, it's... It's not cool, not at all, and it it, it almost like it, the spot itches like poison ivy or something. It's yeah, just and then it like will bubble up, and then just yep. like if you treat it right, it'll shrink down nicely. If not, then it just kind of rips off. So, yeah. When I was, I was young, I was taught to scratch it till it bleeds and dip it in kerosene, and it works. But somehow I feel like that's not the right so answer. <laughs> so predictions. Rand will ask to be gentled. Um, that was the prediction Chris made. Um, and then Tuesday is now WAP night. So, you know, we're going to wing some pizza every Tuesday night. Um, Get some toppings for that pee. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's move on to chapter 11. What lies hidden? And our chapter symbol is actually the stun ring. Um, so that's what that circle inner twisting thing is i'm glad you explained it it's actually the the ring um yeah the twisted stone ring so we start the chapter with Egwene talking about going to sleep without the ring um she wants to go to tanchico because that's the only lead they really have in elaine and nynaeve and avienda are all in the room and they're kind of going through this old book about the patriarch's palace and elaine's kind of schooling uh Egwene on the customs in tanchico and all this other stuff. And she's just looking at this picture of an of, of a weird boar-like statue that has four eyes or something like that. That's gigantic. And she figures that's where she'll focus on. So let's start there. Sucks to your asthmar, piggy. It's not a four-eyed statue. It's a piggy with tusk. So, you know, I found it very... Do you guys know what the statue was of? A boar. No. No. Think that this is our time and some animals might be extinct. Oh, say What's something that's gigantic that looks like a boar, but not quite a boar, but has tusks, but has tusks that come out between its nose? Oh, like an elephant. It's gigantic. An elephant. Yeah. It's an yeah. elephant statue. Cool. See, that's where I always confuse. Like, where are we really at in the timeline? <laughs> like, do, is this so far in the future that we're like, we are in the past? Like, I'm starting to believe that thought. Well, it's a wheel. So it always repeats itself. So we're either it's really, really far in the future or really, really far in the past. Chris, I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to insult your intelligence, but <laughs> it's a beginning and it's a lowercase a and it's italicized. So I feel like Jordan already answered that question for us. Maybe so. Maybe so. It's like so, he went, it's a 
you know, I'm not really going to specify. It's a beginning. I'm yeah, going to leave yeah. some clues and some hints, but uh, I don't know. And speaking about this beginning, I think it's really cool that Egwene made the decision to enter without the ring. Raw dogging it. Yeah. Like, I, hey, I I'm so grown. I don't need go in. I don't need <laughs> the ring. Uh, adds that element of danger that just makes it that much better. <laughs> mm-hmm. in, uh, instead of a safe not. word, though, they use nails, which I've never used nails as a safe word, but I guess that's a way, lowercase a italicize, a way to put a stop <laughs> to things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, so you what do you guys think about this opening scene? What do you think about the whole expl- explanation of, um, you know, the, the, the culture in Tanchico, the way that the cities ran with the patriarch? and the... I'm not going to lie. So I paid attention to it. I was like, that's nifty, but we'll figure out that. Mo- we'll figure out more about that when we get there, if we get there, because we might not even get there. Do you know what I focused on early on? And I know there was opportunity to think about this before, but it just I just asked myself the question, why is this ring so damn big? And then I started asking myself, I was like, why would that ring be so big if it was made for teeny puny little human hands? So maybe it wasn't. Maybe this was something made for Ogier. Maybe it was intentionally made for some being that was bigger. Huh. Or maybe it came from some other group of people or beings. So I think Ogier, because that's, all we've run into that's just massive, but maybe it was never originally designed for humans. Mm-hmm. It's a big fucking ring. Yeah. Yeah. Any it's thoughts from you, Chris, thought. about this? All no, I, I really didn't. I, I didn't pay much attention either, but that's an interesting thought. Um, you know, the fact that mm. it doesn't even seem like a ring at all. Maybe it's not complete. Maybe it's part of a larger Ta'angrial. That was another thought I had, like, a, you know, a cog in yeah. a machine or something. Um, but, I mean, for me, I did pay attention to the information regarding Tanchico and, you know, the, the difference in the, the dozens of fortresses surrounded by the harbor guarded the city. It, just talking about the vastness and the size of the city in general. And I was just like, man, every time we turn around, the cities get larger and larger and larger. But... You know, what's the level of importance of it all is really the question that I have. And what is in Tanchico that makes it so important? The tanning beds. Yes, that's why I have one Tanchico. <laughs> so let's point this out. Uh, it's a unique political structure. Uh, Egwene, when she was doing her stall tactics, you know, she like she wants to do this, but, you know, she's scared, she's nervous. She starts asking questions about, what is the, and I don't have the book open to the page right now, but she asked about the specific leader. Do you know what I'm talking about, Alan? If you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She asked about the, cause it's, it's a male and female and a patriarch, patriarch. and a king. Yeah, yeah. And they have different functions, kind of like an oligarchy, but not really like a prime minister and a king and they have different. Yeah. It's. Yeah. So like the one, the one is like has a, same level of authority, but they have different. Oh, tasks. sorry, not patriarch, panarch. Panarch. Sorry, that's panarch. yeah. I knew it was something a little bit different that I couldn't remember, but they yeah, um, panarch. So the panarch yeah. is responsible for like the collecting of taxes and the overall organization of how you know you get the resources to the top. But then the king takes those resources from the top, and he's in charge of how he pushes them out 
to the masses, to the people, how they get allocated, whatever. Also controls a majority, a vast majority of the military forces, except for the specific guard for the, I've already forgotten the word because I've been drinking wine for a while. But yeah, anyways, very unique political structure. (laughs) I have no comments on it other than, um, you know, there's the potential if they go there, if they can't find an ally in one, maybe they can find it in the other and still find some sort of refuge. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. We'll see. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she also starts to kind of reminisce on some of the dreams she's been having. So I'm going to run through these dreams and just kind of get your overall thoughts on them. I'll just kind of quickly go through them all that she mentioned. So Rand as tall as a mountain walking through, yeah, walking through cities, crushing buildings, people screaming like ants. Rand in chains, and he is scre- he was screaming. Rand building a wall with him on one side and her on the other. Um, Aiel fighting, killing each other, and throwing their weapons away. Matt wrestling with a Shanchan woman and then having an invisible leash to him. Uh, a wolf, which he assumed was Perrin, fighting a man whose face kept changing. Galad putting it on, wrapping himself in white. Uh, Gawain uh, with his eyes full of pain and hatred. And her mother, Marin Alvir, crying. Choices. <laughs> Choices. Do you have? Do you pick anything out from that, like what it might mean or anything? I mean, Rand as tall as a mountain walking through cities. I mean, that's just kind of indicative of the power that he has as the Dragon Reborn, in my opinion, and how he could march upon cities and start conquering. I mean... What is he to do? Why not just go ahead and start making the world his own and shaping it into his image? Yeah. This is one thought. The, the yeah. Aiel part has and me the Aiel fighting each other. Yeah, good point. Um, are they... Gosh, I don't know. So, but... I know I had the prediction of Rand going back to the Waste and then somehow learning there, but also bringing all the tribes together. And maybe that's still, maybe that's still part of it. And part, maybe part of his motivation is something's going to happen that's going to trigger some sort of infighting, and he has to go there and kind of bring his people together. Hmm. So maybe that adds to the prediction. I don't know. Or maybe he is the one that creates okay. the separation because they yeah. don't know whether or not he is the dragon reborn in all earnest. They are going with the flow and trying to determine if he is the one. And so you might have two different sects or factions that have decided one way and then the other. And then, you know, one group has to go in and fight to make the other realize. And maybe you get that one group that's just like, I don't want to be any part of this. Like, this is crazy. We are one people. That's where you get the ones throwing down the weapons and saying, mm-hmm. nah. Yeah, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to admit right. it, but I thought that also. Yeah, hmm. he could he could be the cause. I think that's it, more likely as crazy as he is. And then the Matt one with, and then Matt Jello wrestling with a Sontran woman. Um, but hmm. then she, she does a little bondage with him. I'm hmm. not worried about it. Cause I think Matt will be okay that's with that. I, I think he'll enjoy it entirely. Like there's nothing wrong there. <laughs> I have nothing to say. That is self. Nothing wrong. All right. <laughs> explanatory. Yeah. And then parent fighting a man who, uh, whose faces keep changing. Um, that's the only no, that's one where I. That's the only one where I. It's thought, very Game of Thrones. Yeah, I thought it was a representation of Perrin's internal struggle, and maybe that's a sign that there's a very a very big 
shift in the pairing character, or maybe there's a Barry, uh, Barry, Jesus, Barry, Barry, Barry. Maybe there's a <laughs> very big metamorphosis change about to happen with within Perrin, and that's why I joked about the choices thing mostly on this part. Um, you know, he's he's got to make a decision to embrace this wolfhood or whatever, become a leader there. I don't know where the two faces. You know, because obviously, well, not obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing here still. You know, in the in the dream world, he's been able to like just fully become a wolf. Uh, he hasn't quite done that in reality, and maybe he's got to learn to control it on both sides. Maybe he could do it in both worlds and bounce back and forth and blah 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 blah. And the change of faces. I don't know. Internal struggle, choices. <laughs> <laughs> You went a lot deeper than yep. I did. I just went. It was him facing gray men. Was it this deep? It oh, <laughs> almost. <laughs> um. And it is deep threading the microphone again. Uh. I think they heard it. Oh, next time I have oh, to do crazy. a uh. when I'm when I'm in there. <laughs> Hold on, I have to. I, I have like to clean maybe it. he maybe um. he fights gray people. Uh, maybe he goes after the gray men. Yeah, some gray men. Yeah, but I didn't go as deep as you. I yeah. put my floaties on today. We're going deep, bro. Yeah, and then Galad wrapping himself in white. I still don't care about Galad, so I I breezed over that. <laughs> okay, but the, but the you know the, sacri- Godwin, the sacrificial uh, shroud, of pain and hatred. Like you know, maybe Galad's gonna throw himself on yeah. a sword to save somebody. And got. Yeah. Hmm. And then Gawain, uh, uh turning to Anakin Skywalker, has pain and anger, hatred, all within him. Fear leads to anger. Low ground. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. <laughs> but <laughs> suffering <laughs> builds patience. <laughs> patience builds character. Uh, character brings hope of salvation. So if you didn't know, the fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering— you keep following that path. There's an allegory there into, um, I think it's New Testament Christianity. I don't think it's Old Testament, but right now I can't think exactly, exactly where it comes from. But you could keep following the path all the way to salvation. And I feel like mm. George Lucas knew that. Mm. Okay. Until next time. Yeah. Peace. And then Egwene's yeah. <laughs> uh, mother crying was the last one. Has she ever been happy? Oh. Has she? Let's, let's, let's think about this. No. She makes the honey cakes. She's always happy. No, the honey cakes are happy, but is she overcompensating? Um, like, is she, like, what is she trying to overcome? Like, I feel like behind closed doors, maybe there's some unhappiness. And she's so eager to please the other men in the town. Like, the yeah. fact that she can feed a honey cake to Rand and get a wink from him. And, like, not that she's, <laughs> and I'm not talking sexually. I'm not talking about her, like, attempting to cheat on her husband, but, like, just some sort of gratitude i don't want to say she's desperate for it but the honey cakes were were too good not just what it so is, good, is her father's good. about to die and she's watching her mother cry over it mm. war is coming to the two rivers mm. the well, white just, cloaks are coming i just got i just got pretty deep chris i was the sorry. white cloaks are coming i was joking around and you got serious yeah i like yeah. yours better and that's what she said <laughs> so then so next, next, uh, Egwene decides to take a nap. So she takes a little nappy and little sleepy, sleepy. she wakes up and she's in front of the giant statue or uh, the giant skeleton of the huge animal that huge has four eyes, but then she realizes it has tusks and huge are actually huge, huge. 
Um, yeah. And then she starts to kind of wander around the museum and look at some of the other Angrails there, uh, kind of comments on a bunch of them. Um, not all of them are Angrails. There are just kind of artifacts. There's other skeletons inside the museum as well. Um, I'm sure you picked out some of those. Uh, I think there's a saber-toothed tiger was one of them. Uh, giraffe, if you didn't catch that, had long neck um, that almost reached the ceiling. She's kind of odd. And then, um, yeah, she basically is. And and there was one artifact that was there that she was, it was shiny but not metal. Quick Some pause. material she's never seen before. Had a three-point star. Where's the peacock? Every Every petting zoo I've ever been to... Like, there's cool animals you're checking out, and as you're trying to check them out, there's a peacock getting in your face like, what are you doing here, punk? What are you doing here, punk? Where's the peacock? Th- yeah. That's why this is unrealistic. True, true. I don't know. I don't know where the peacock is. Yeah. Well, she's in the dream world, so maybe that's why. Maybe. Okay. Maybe? Maybe it's in the real Tanchito. Peacock's on dream, bro. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and then she sees a three-point star with a circle around it, um, and she knows it's not an angriol, but she says she feels like it has some kind of vanity. Uh, people used to see it. And people have pointed to that as actually a Mercedes-Benz um, uh, hood ornament. That was on display. Sure. Hood ornament? It had been plastic, so not metal. Hmm. Or the little piece that goes in or whatever. Yeah. That's what she said. The inlay. <laughs> that teeny little piece that yeah. just slips right in. Yeah. And then finally she comes across these two. Um, actually, and then she sees also a collar with two bracelets uh, attached in chains. And then she comes across two broken figurines. Um, and the power starts to surge when she gets close to them. And she realizes she shouldn't touch them, but she reaches out and grabs one anyway. And can, we, can we back up real quick? So the collar and chains, she sure. notices something different about them also. It's it's not like the Sean Chan collar and chains, right? Like there was something about it that to her seemed disgusting, taint-ish, if you will. Mm-hmm. Am, am I am I am okay. I wrong in what I'm reading here, Chris? No. No, no. Okay. So right. this kind of sounds like a collar and chains built for a male channeler. Male channeler. Mm-hmm. And built by... Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to assume who, who built it, but similar to what the Sean Chan had, but specifically for a male channeler. Tainty. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Indubitably. Tainty. Interesting. Sure. Indubitably. Sure. Um, yeah, so then she touches the one figurine um, that has surges the power, and she drops it, and it shatters to a million pieces, but then immediately reforms back on the shelf when she looks back up. But, and she used to think about how stupid she was. Like she knows she shouldn't mess with but any angrails without knowing what without knowing what they are. A broken figure carved from some shiny white stone. A woman holding a crystal sphere in one raised hand. Her face calm and dignified and full of wise authority. Haven't we seen like larger than life size versions of similar things? Hmm. We have. How long ago was that? Was that book one or book two? That That's the trouble going so slow. Hunt. I'm like, it was about a year and a half ago, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they they, were, they came upon a digging site yeah. that almost got them in trouble because you know they were tampering with stuff that didn't belong to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these look like mini statues of those. Yeah. If so, the yeah. mini statues have that much power, how much power um, can we get from the big one? That's mm. what she said. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and you know she starts to explore Tan- Tanjiko, and then she kind of wishes she had someone else to teach her about the world of, dream- world of dreams. And as she's thinking about that, all of a sudden she blinks and she's not in Tanjiko anymore. I'm in the waste. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so she sees a lion first, and the lion's sitting there, just kind of not like staring at something else. She looks over, there's a boar, and then she sees a woman hunting the boar. And well, I mean, kinda, before we go that far, like why a, is there no like a, why the, why are there no people in Tanchico? Why are there only random animals swimming around? Is she in the dream world, yo? Yeah, but and she got visited by the, the one world. dude so that accidentally and they stumbled that in people, there. Yeah, and fell and almost killed himself, but woke up right before he hit the ground. And yeah, so unless people dream into the dream world, they don't. They're not there. Like so, people wouldn't be there unless they. And it's not like normal dreaming. We discussed that, I guess, when we first got introduced to. It's a little yeah. more real. Um, but how come the, the dream world? Can it's not be like there. normal dreaming. It's, it's a. Um, yeah. What gives them a free pass? Rafa. Oh. Okay. Oh, see, <laughs> you just spoiled us because uh, at this point, <laughs> the way it was described by Egwene is that she could tell the difference because this was a a little more real. But now, with Rafo, I'm thinking she thinks it's real because it feels real but it ain't real and now we're back into the multiverse conversation and maybe she's not actually visiting Tanchico and her timeline she's visiting a a close to her timeline version of Tanchico man Alan that rap that's the most effed up raffo you ever gave us you just <laughs> blew my mind yeah mm. Well, yeah. let's fast forward to the waste unless we got anything else from this. No. Nope. Uh, anything else we want to do before we get to the waste? The three, the threefold land. Um, land of the Aiel. So she's there. There's. Yeah. There's the, the, there's a. a oh wait, wait, hold there. on. Wait, 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 wait. The Lord Trinity of the Panarch Legion. Wait, 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 wait. So, I hate to do this, but how funny is it that? When Egwene, and I won't mention it's because she's female, because I don't think that's it. Let's just focus on Egwene, the individual. When she realizes she's in a dream world and has some sort of control and power over what she can do, As she, she changes, changes outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get so much negative fan mail for laughing at that. But <laughs> it. Blue, green, red shoes. (laughs) I love these shoes. So, okay, so I find that funny, but at the same time, we've talked about this before, Jordan writing about when he wrote, which honestly wasn't that long ago. But this this might be one of the moments where Jordan kind of messed up. Uh, He has a very strong female character that is developing a freaking awesome power and then gets some sort of freedom in exploring that power and he goes so she changes outfits you know i laughed but then i also went uh, it was 30 years ago whatever so yeah i mean what would a guy have done yeah exactly (laughs) i'm not even gonna tell you what a guy would have done (laughs) (laughs) the the guys know and the girls are only guessing and girls you're guessing wrong guys would well, anyways, so what was what were you saying, Alan? Where are we going? Uh, yeah, uh, so the waste. So yeah, we're in the waste. Um, and and there's this uh, Aiel that's hunting, and she looks young, like about their age. 
um, says, oh, it can't be a wise one because, you know, she doesn't look old enough to be a wise one. She's dressed as like a Farsday Mai, um, like a warrior, a maiden. Um, and, you know, the woman stops and, and notices Egwene. And Egwene immediately is like, crap, squeaks and imagines herself back in the museum and poof, she's back. So it's this quick interchange. No, no words are spoken here, but like the woman sees Egwene and then Egwene freaks out and leaves. I mean, you nailed it. That's that's all there is to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Wait, what outfit was Egwene wearing at the time? This is important. She, yeah, she did switch over to the the cut and sore, uh, which is the uh, Aiel garb. And 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 I, I say so. If this was the point where she, she did the fancy. transition, <laughs> right? It is it is important in that. So from the Aiel lady's perspective, as we'll get there, she might have thought, okay some crazy dreamer just like stumbled here. But that first manipulation of changing outfits, that's enough for this other dreamwalker, skywalker, whatever we're calling them to go, wait a minute. So something special about this girl. mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But that's just the first. And and we'll, and we'll get into this a little bit later. And I was going to, yeah, we'll get into it a little bit later in the second instance, but um, I'll just bring it up and we'll, we'll rehash it later. But you know, wearing the cut and sore is definitely a warrior honor type thing. And it's, uh, if any warrior society, even in uh, U.S. military, anything like that, stolen valor um, is a very serious thing that a lot of soldiers take ser- like serious, very seriously. When people don military outfits and act like they're in the military and they're not really in the military and things like that, it's uh, very frowned upon, especially in warrior societies. Anything that's a, um, it's a, it's a very, very frowned upon thing. So we'll get to that in a second. And, and, yeah. and, there's offensive. There's Concur. Up to that. <laughs> um, so, um, so then um, she goes back into, um, you know, Tenchiko. Uh, she's kind of worried now. She's like, I'm running out of time. That it's wasting my time. I need to find the Black Aja. That's why I'm here. Um, she starts kind of searching around through different doorways and shops, and then, um, and thinks about. Um, you know, the wise ones again, and immediately she's back in the waist. <laughs> so it's like quick back and forth. Like, it's I mean, like she's she, being pulled she back in the waist. She did at least take the time, that time um, to start looking through the empty city. She was, you know, trotting along, but she had mm-hmm. to continue to keep her focus. And she's like, why is there this animal? Why are there roaches? Why are there beetles? Why is there a pack of lean dogs? Why dogs? Like, she is realizing that there's absolutely nothing here but random, weird, strange animals. And she's saying, well, like mm-hmm. maybe these animals represent people. Maybe some of them are like starving dogs and some of them are roaches. Yeah. So maybe there's something to that. So at this point, she's there by herself. The other, um, holy shit, my mind just went blank. And then as she goes back and forth to the houses, things change within the houses. Why is that happening? Mm-hmm. Tavirin. So that's what I was going to say. I would say Raffo. Now, <laughs> I won't explain though. It explains later. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So, this is one of the moments, and there's been a couple where we've we've questioned this, and I keep asking, "Are we sure the boys are the only Taviran?" Uh, and then, so we have evidence of people that could see who is Taviran and who isn't, and they don't mention any of the females. But now, Egwene's not near Matt or Rand or uh, Perrin. 
And now she's in a situation where even in the dream world, she's not thinking about the waste. In fact, when she ends up there, she's like, what am I doing here? And I know I'm jumping forward a little bit, but it, it seems to be that she's there because she needs to be there. She needs to meet this person. That's where, like, this chapter is leading up to. But even at this moment, I'm like, why? if she's getting pulled there and that's where the story needs her to go, why is she not labeled to variant? So I'm, I'm hoping either Jordan has mm-hmm. a good answer for that. Like, there's something else that pulled her there, or maybe... I hate to keep chalking it up to early 90s because that's when I grew up, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Egwene, out of all the females yeah. right now, and and there's probably more that will get pulled into this, but Egwene has had a lot of Taviran-type moments, like shit that needs to happen when it needs to happen, and you don't even know you need it yet, but that's where you're getting pulled-type sort of thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like Sidar yeah. is the only one that has a pull on his people. And Sidine is going to pull, mm. too. Yep. And create things around okay. this advocate. But anyway, we have yeah. her going back, so, to the, back to the waste, and she's there with the boar. Yeah. That, right. And this time, the Isle woman's ready. The boar kind of charges her. She trips and falls a little bit, and the Isle raises her spear. And she realizes that she doesn't have time to close her eyes and shift back because the spear might hit her before she can shift, and then she'll die. So... She now is like, okay, I don't mean you any harm. And she changes into the cat and sword trying to play like, well, look, I look like you. And that just kind of backfires on her. Like, where it's like, and and the, the Ayo woman immediately says, you know, you have no right to that and changes her to, na- to be naked immediately. And um, which, mm-hmm. which, you know, Gwen's like, I didn't know, I, I didn't know you could do that to someone else in the world of dreams. So it's just a very, and then she does but it back to her. So now I'm gonna um, do it. So yeah, she's like, for a moment, she gasped in disbelief, yeah. dancing from foot to foot. She had not thought it possible to change things about someone else. So she's naked, but she's thinking. I like a woman that thinks on her feet when she's naked. But there is a portion so. of this where they're both naked, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think maybe for like a brief second. <laughs> it could be. I think she immediately uh, she puts clothes back on herself, but yeah. Um, so you say it was a mistake for Egwene to transition into that type of clothing for the IEL. However, and I'm gonna start saying it, Taviran. Um, even even though supposedly she's not, she did that right. She stumbled into it. She's like, oh my gosh, this is the only thing I can think of. But it was the best thing she could have done because that's the next step of evidence. That this other person needed to be like, whoa, hold on. It's not just someone that stumbled in here. They stumbled in here and they got some control. This is another, oh my goodness, this is another dream jumper, walker, sleeper, swimmer, whatever we call these dream people from Tarvalon. Okay, yeah, but she's this also is significant. near the three severe and yeah. that need her to have these skills. I, Rand I, is making stuff happen across the yeah. entire kingdom. I'm with you. I understand where you're going with it, but see, I've read Ender's Game and Ender's Shadow, and I know sometimes the person that thinks they're in the forefront is actually like the Operation, you know, Human Shield, but the real like plan is in the background. You know, yeah. I need to go back and read Ender's Shadow. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Then also, yeah, and they start. You know, they do start talking about that. you know, uh, realizing that she might be the first in, I don't know how many hundred years that Tarvon's had a dreamwalker. 
and she's kind of excited about it. Um, and, but at the same time, there's this tense moment with the spear and changing clothes. And then, uh, I, Egwene braces Sidar and then turns the spear on, on the ideal woman, uh, gives her enough time to flash back to Tanchiko. So it does. She's like, I don't know how this woman keeps pulling me back. Like, so she's kind of believing it. So I, mm. That's one way how to talk his way out of it. If Jordan eventually tells us that this other woman is pulling Egwene there. But I don't think that's the case. And I don't like the story of she just randomly, magically poof there without ever thinking about it and nothing. I don't know. It's Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think there's some Tavira in at play. I just don't know that it's her. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Tavira and by proxy. Sure. Well, and, and then I you guess, also have to think about can, the other but... the other figure that came into play. A golden haired woman holding a silver bow. Yeah. That that right as she flashed out, she caught a glimpse of her. That Brigitte chick that like skipped dead. across Brigitte the bow. she's dead. Water, but may, I mean maybe it's Brigitte. Yeah, she was at she was at the last battle. Uh, putting them together mm-hmm. because mm. she needs for a. She's one of the heroes of the horn. I mean, she yeah. she came for the battle. Of, yeah, I remember that. She needs a Gwen to meet up with these people so that Gwen can hone her skills, so that Gwen can be a better warrior. For maybe even a Gwen is a reincarnation of Brigitte. What? Why not? Warrior woman, traveling through time. Go she is handy with time. the bow. She is handy with the bow. Remember, she pulled that bow out real quick. Remember that? Wasn't it with the raven? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think with the raven. Yeah. It, it was either a bow or sling. I think she hit it with a sling. Oh, well, it may but, have been a sling, but, but either way, it's just a shootable thing. Like there's there's something yeah. Yeah. that's going to exactly. be my prediction is that Egwene is the reincarnation of Brigitte. I kind of like that. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll write that one down. Wait. Um. So, so then, uh, Queen's back in Tanchico now. She goes back outside and she's like, "Well, I guess I'm Superman now because I can just randomly fly." Um, she's like, she realizes that that you know from what she observed with uh, the Io woman that she can you know have more control than she thought she did over the world. So she's like, "Well, what stopped me from flying?" So she just wills it to be and she begins to fly around the city um and she's like i can cover a whole lot more ground this way and she's just flying everywhere um i think that's when uh amis uh i'm in avoidant calling her name but uh <laughs> amis uh uh runs into her and says you know quit flying around like a bird fool girl put your feet on the ground i need to talk to you let me say this when Jordan well, don't first... forget there was another woman that she watched fly, and that's where the idea came into her mind. Yeah. A woman mm. with multicolored yes. braids. A yes. green-dressed woman in multicolored braids. I, for a moment, when Egwene was like, all right, I'm back at Tanchico, turns, and then pow, there's a woman standing there that very clearly sees her, is engaging her. It's not just overlapping dreams or anything. When I was first reading this, I was thinking... And I don't know why my brain latched onto this, but I'm thinking maybe this is actually the last um, Dreamwalker from Tarvalon that we've been told about from many, many hundreds of years ago, whatever, um, that disappeared randomly Mm -hmm. and nobody knows what happened to them. Um, And then I started thinking about the time thing. I'm I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, there's nothing about this that should make me think that by going through the dream world, you can live an infinite amount of time. Uh, but then I started thinking, okay, where did she actually go? 
And then when we find out that this is an Aiel woman, mm-hmm. it's possible that this last Dreamwalker from Tarvalon made a similar journey, ran into somebody that somebody else that was more of an expert from somewhere else, and she left to go visit them or whatever. So, anyways, this mm-hmm. actually made my mind spin a little bit about yeah. the last Dreamwalker from Tarvalon and what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, so eventually Amis tells her to get down, um, and then they actually start having mm-hmm. a real conversation. And she introduces herself as Amis um, from the Tardad Sep of the Aiel. She is a wise woman. Egwene introduces herself as an Aes Sedai of the Green Aja, which is a lie. She's only accepted. <laughs> She's not an Aes Sedai. Um, you know, and, uh, and Amis immediately starts talking about, you know, there's a dark presence in the city, and, and Gwen gets really excited. He's like, wait, you feel something? Like, I'm looking for Black Aja. She's like, Aja. She's like oh, it's true. It? There are Black Sisters <laughs> in Tower. This is bad. Yeah. So I find it very so, interesting that you know, the is really, really that this worried about this woman in East actually has. The fact that she can sense this evil, the fact that she has so much control over finding a Gwen in the world never having even heard of Tanchico, I'm excited to see what more will come of all of this. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Egwene's kind of going on about her whole plan to find the Black Aja. She's like, you are too young and naive, naive of a girl to even be doing this right now. I'll tell you what you need to do. What you need to do is come to the Waste right now. You come to Cold Rock's Hold I'm at Ruidian right now, but uh, Ruidian, but um, I will come back to Cold Rock's Hold. Cold Rock's Hold. I will meet you there, and I'll start your training. So you have a lot to learn. Get your plan with the Black Aja. Come meet me. Yeah, you have a lot to learn. Come meet me. And it's it's similar to uh, uh, Luke Skywalker having to go to uh, the Dagobah system and meet with this weird Master Yoda that he's never heard of. <laughs> you must train. First of all, you can't say weird and then Master Jedi name. Like master Jedi name doesn't matter which one. So when Luke first weird, meets, awesome. yeah. So when 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 Luke first meets Yoda, come on, it's this weird green thing that he doesn't know that actually is Yoda. Luke he's was weird. Supposed to find Master Yoda. Luke was weird. This... Yoda was awesome. Luke was weird. Yeah, Luke was weird. <laughs> Canon. Touche. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Glad I solved that problem. Uh, anyway, so. Um, so, uh, so what? What? Let's talk about this interchange between Amis and Egwene. I honestly got super excited. I was like, finally, we're getting some type of formal training for one of these girls outside of the White Tower. And if Egwene also learns how to be an awesome battle mage while she's there, hey, what greater of an asset to the Dragon Reborn than a woman who can both channel and fight? Almost like you know the version mm-hmm. of herself that we saw when she went through the uh yeah arches yep testing so, i mean this is how we end the chapter with with her getting faded out of the dream and me saying come to the waste <laughs> do it <laughs> yeah so anything we missed in this chapter anything else that i mean we get to meet a, a badass wise woman. Our wise woman. What clothes did they end up in? And hmm. it <laughs> does not say. Oh, now it's not important, <laughs> huh? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, anything else we missed before we move on? 
I'm certain of it. So moving on to chapter 12, Tanchico or the tower. Um, and we've got the flame of Tarvalon is the symbol. And let's go right into uh, Egwene waking up. So Egwene wakes up and Elaine, Nynaeve, Avienda, they're all there. They're relieved because the candles passed way past the point where they said they would wake her up by. And no, she how, how many, how many nails though. dropped? Did they make it to the second nail? I think that they said it, like, it might have been an hour I passed, but mm-hmm. yeah. It's bad friends. Yeah. Well, they said they tried shaking her. Is, yeah. is that Nynaeve was not happy because she did not get to throw water in her face. <laughs> that should have happened like five was, seconds after uh, the nail drop. Uh, 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 Dude, I was if like, it was. Ooh. If it was dudes, water would have been poured, elbow drops would have been dropped, elbows would have been dropped. Um, it would have been <laughs> Sharpies. <laughs> Sharpies would have come out. Oh, that would have been first. Uh yeah, definitely. All right, you're past your time. Garbage can sprinkled on the sleeper. Yeah. Full on antique. Yeah, that's what I'm, Just that was my flower point. To they, the did, face. they didn't try. <laughs> I know I know they said man. Elaine shook her, but they didn't try to wake her. There yeah. There's other methods. Oh, sure. Rolled her over, spanked her behind. Dip use her hand into rod. some warm water, see if she wets the bed. <laughs> yeah. The, use the red rod. Use Maybe the... that's what she's... Why do keep bringing my mom into this conversation? So, once they show they're uh, relieved, Egwene immediately like starts to dress because she's been soaked through from sweat um uh and while she's getting dressed wow. she's like four out of five giggities four or five uh and she uh she says um so avienda have you ever heard of this wise one called amis and immediately avienda's like uh yeah <laughs> what <laughs> you, you, you met amis inside the dream she's a dreamwalker um and uh, you tell avienda's like really nervous about this too like like, who is she? He goes, well, he, she's she's one of uh, Rourke's wives. He goes, wait, 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 what do you mean one of? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, like it's like, like this weird, like, interchange. So we get a little more depth on the relationships in the IEO world, but this is one of those moments where it we learn a little bit more, but it's enough for us to stop and go, okay, clearly we don't know anything about IEO culture. Because mm-hmm. we've only had a couple of ridiculous questions and interactions, and we're barely piecing it together. Really, what happened here is the loyal story of loyal left home and did something that he shouldn't have, or he's running from something. Like Avienda, it's it's the same story. Replace loyal mm-hmm. with her. They're trying to dodge bullets. Like, no, don't send me home. And they're like, well, oh, you got to go home. I don't want to go home. Yep, <laughs> has something to do with marriage and commitment. Mm-hmm. And they want to, you know, blaze their own path, sort of thing. So well, then they're done. That. So much marriage commitment to anything more than the dropping of the spear and the picking up of maybe some magical powers. Hmm. So okay. I, I think that uh, Avienda may be um, one of those that can also channel, and she's not letting on to it. So hmm. I, I think that could be the case. And so they're wanting her to come and be one with the group. She might even be one of the strongest to be able to channel, and that's why they put her with these um, Hmm. Aes Sedai. Right. 
Yeah. And then we used the whole concept of sister, wife, mother, sister, sister, mother, mother, sister in the bed with her granddaughter. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, The the Ayo culture. How many women of what generations are in bed together? I, I, yeah, I love all of them. All of them. All of them. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's, it's very confusing. It's like, yeah, sister wives. And they're like, yeah, so that means they have the same husband. They're like, wait, the man marries more than one woman is like, well, it's not the man's choice. Like, he's like, wait, wait, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I never understood your custom. Like, the man asks a woman to marry them. Like, that's not how it's done in, in Nile culture at all. Like, a man can make his intentions known, but it's the woman that's the right to the question, uh, not not the man. And if we're good friends, Look, I don't I'm, want like I'm a fan of the I'm a fan of the Seti Hawkins dance. Like, that's why in my online dating scheme, I gave up on all the all the other BS and went to Bumble because then it was up to them to make the first move. That that's that's the way it should be. I, I agree. It makes more sense that way. They have all the power anyway, so why not give it to them from the get go? We're the only mm-hmm. animals in the world where the men ask the question. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I was I was reading about how like with lions and lioness or female lions, like when they're in heat and they, and they want to breed, like they're scrumping nonstop. And if and if the if the male lion is like, no, I'm tired. Do you know what the female lion does? His balls. She bites his balls. <laughs> yes. She will bite his balls and be like, "Come mate with me." These. Like this That's, is mine. Come on. Why are we pretending? Like in you're not gonna give it to me one way. I'm gonna take it like, the other way. Why are we way? pretending that males have power? We have uh, no power. Because I tell you what, somebody bites my balls. I'm going to give nuclear secrets to our worst enemy because <laughs> I don't like my balls being bit. <laughs> That's a very bad scenario. <laughs> that right there. Look, okay. every man has his breaking point. Mine is balls getting bitten. <laughs> well, you got sometimes me. It's, it gets interesting when they gnaw them a little bit. <laughs> what, what were we talking about? <laughs> anyway, so, um, so yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, so uh, uh, Rorik has two wives, uh, at least two, Leanne uh, and uh, How can Amis. he handle two? What do you say? He doesn't have a choice. Like I said, if he wants to marry Nothing one, he has to marry both. So like, like he, they even bring it up. Like, you know, hey, Egwene and Elaine, you guys are like close enough to be first sisters. Like, you guys are really close friends. What if you both like the same guy? Like, you going to let that tear apart your friendship? No, you just both marry him. It's problem solved. <laughs> Or so. all three could marry them. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, um, yeah, so at that, you know, then he asks, you know, would Amis be afraid of the Black Aja? And he's like, a lion could wake up in Amis' bed and she wouldn't be afraid. She doesn't get scared by anything. So, no, she's not. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a pretty, pretty, yeah, she used to be Fars Demai, you learn, um, that she was a maiden in the spear, um, but then uh, put down the, the spear to become a wise one. Um, and Egwene Which thinks a great that combination like warrior and spellcaster dreamer, whatever, like, like this, this is exactly this is somebody, what the dragon reborn needs from his yes, woman. This is once I hear a combination of all these things going on, I'm like, Battle this mage. is someone I need to go talk to. This mm-hmm. is some wisdom I need to learn from. Right. And she tells him that too. She says, you know, Egwene's already decided even before she, like within an instant, she's like, okay, I got to go to the IO waste um, and go to Mies. Um And hmm. Avienda, you can take me there. Um, you know the way. So um, 
We're gonna go, right? Mm. Well, I'll, mm. I'll give you guys the ring. You, Elaine, Nynaeve, you go to Tanchico. You figure it out. We'll check in every single night in the dream world and like give each other debriefs. I'll teach you what I learned. You tell me what you found. A little debriefing every day and everything will be hunky dory, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as well, they're having this whole. Very good point, though. She said, whatever I learn, I can teach you. Whatever you learn, you can teach me. It's like as yeah. if we'll all three be being trained by her, a dreamwalker, mm-hmm. a woman who knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then right as they're having this conversation, the door here knocking the door before they can even think about it, the door just bust open because Maureen doesn't wait for an answer. Um, <laughs> she just comes strolling in. She's like, I don't even want to know what you're doing. Hold <laughs> on. At this point, we have to pronounce her name as not Moraine, but more rain. Because Debbie Downer coming in here trying to rain on everybody's mm-hmm. parade, being more rain. Rain. <laughs> yeah, she comes in. She's I like, still I love her, though. Yeah, I, do. I, don't, I don't know what you guys are doing in here, but I got some stuff I got to tell you. First of all, Joya and Amiko, they're dead. Uh, and they're like, what? It's like, yeah. Well, maybe the attack was to kill them. It's Rain. Like, mm. It's like, no, I don't think the attack was to kill them, but definitely uh, it was pretty bad. They they nailed their tongues to the wall for, or to the door first, and then they didn't kill them. So, <laughs> it's a, so obviously got tortured beforehand. It's heartless. Whoever did this was a monster, like... Well, it might have been a Trollic, so it could have actually literally been a monster. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, Nynaeve kind of interjects in, and she's like, okay, well, since that lead's gone, here's what we're going to do, Moraine, because Nynaeve's trying to take pre- you know, control here, and says, listen, Elaine and I, are, we're going to go to Tanchico, and Egwene and Avienda are going to the Waste of Cold Rock's Hold, and you know, and Avienda's gonna, going to you know, lead us there. And Moraine's like, no. That's not what's happening. <laughs> Let me tell you what's happening. <laughs> she pulls out a little note. She's like, I just received this lesson. I'm an hour in ago. charge. <laughs> yeah. I received this lesson an hour ago and this was actually delivered a month before we even got to the stone. So addressed to me, which is kind of freaky signed by a and a couple other Dreamwalkers. Uh, they are Belina and Marlene and Selena. So. It makes you wonder whether or not Egwene had traveled back in time. Gonna go back in time. Ooh. If in the dream world. And met Hello, Amis. McFly. And Amis was like, all right, let's go ahead and capitalize on the situation and get everybody in place where we need them to be. Yeah. She set the meeting. And also, I want to say Moraine at some point. Moraine, I love her. I hate her, but you got to know. No, I don't hate her. That's a strong word. I love her. She annoys me, but I still love her. Mostly, I love her. But at this point, she has to start opening to the idea. She has to start being receptive to the possibility that she doesn't know everything. There's enough things starting to happen around her that are outside of her control, but that at least from the reader perspective, maybe not from hers, I don't know. I haven't sat and thought about Moraine's perspective through all of this, but from the reader perspective, there's enough stuff going on that it's obvious that she doesn't know everything and she doesn't and she clearly cannot control it all. Yet she's still trying to. So I'm I'm hoping 
man, if at the end of this book and into the next book, if it's still Moraine trying to control everything, that's I'm going to have trouble with that. She needs to start letting go of that. She has to embrace the race to save mm. the world. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you nailed it. Love you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I concur. Like, there's nothing more to say. Mm. Yeah. Um, what you do said you think... cheerleader. I got excited. Uh, what, what do you think about um, that? This letter. I mean, I mean, you said time travel. I mean, do, do, is that what the theory is that that they? Yeah. You know, I just don't know what other purpose or reason or. Like, why would have happened? Right. How would they know she was there? First and yeah. foremost, how would they know Moraine is there? Why would all these women come together and ask for her to come? Like, what, what yeah. makes her so special? There's nothing more than questions in this whole thing. So the yeah. sci-fi part of the multiverse theory always, it keeps giving me a, uh, because it, there's so many other things I've read and watched where you go into a multiverse where, 99% of it is exactly the same, but there's just something slightly different or something different about somebody else. You mean like the vase is changing? Yeah. But so in so for where we're at right now, I think to myself, when they go into the dream world, are they actually in some sort of dream sequence, some interspatial dimension, some weird dimension that closely coincides with the reality of the world they're in or are they traveling to a multiverse type dimension where most things are similar you can get a good vibe of what's going on in your world but there's some slight differences Hmm. that maybe you don't know and maybe you have to be very experienced to know what is part of this multiverse what is similar to your world I i don't know yeah. I'm still my brain is so wide open to all the possibilities. I'm yeah. not even I'm not even in prediction making mode. I'm like I'm I'm raffoing myself. Sure. Yeah. And, and the letter we didn't we didn't say what the letter said. The letter just said Avianda has to come to where it is immediately. And Avianda's pissed about this. She's like, I'm a Fars Demai. I'm a maiden the spear. I work for no man. I will not go. Um America. America. Um, and she's really defiant. And this is like, I think Egwene even, you know, notices that this is kind of the most, I guess, emotion or passion that, it, that she's seen out of Avienda. Agreed. There's tension here. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's yeah. plenty of tension at the end of the day. She's going to do what she has there, to do. There's clearly something we're missing. It's such heavy tension that I feel like I'm supposed to go or supposed to know well, I mean, don't the, the wise there, ones definitely give up the spear, but don't they also give up men too? I don't. The wise ones, no, no, they don't. Maybe she's giving up the farz. The farz demai wed to the spear. No, the wise ones do not give up men. No, because right. is a wise, wise one. She's married to rock. Have the other spear. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm getting things confused. Mm-hmm. Either way, she doesn't want to give up one spear for the other spear. <laughs> Maybe she wants to remain a maiden of the spear, but she has the ability to. Nope. Wait, wait, no gates for that? No yeah, I was that? saying earlier, so she doesn't she doesn't want to give up one sphere for the other. Three point five giggities. <laughs> um on a five so, giggity scale. Yeah. Um even though kind of uh you know 
Avienda's brooding at this point, a little upset. Um, Moraine's like, yep, Rourke's outside. He's waiting for you. He's going to take you away. And Avienda leaves the room. And that's Moraine. Good Lord, they move quick, too. Yeah. That's what <laughs> and, she said. And then uh, Moraine reveals Hopefully not. Uh, why the wise ones want Avienda. So, yeah, they, Moraine then tells the other girls. Moraine always got to be... Marino got to be in charge. Mm-hmm. She always has to yeah. hold the power. When is she going to yeah. collaborate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. And then you know, we need to find a ship to Tanchico. And Rain's like, well, there's some sea folk. Um, uh, Alothan Mier. That's what the old tongue for sea folk is. Ship down by the dock. One of the fastest ships out there for a sea voyage to Tanchico. You guys can go down there and do it. Um, and it ends the chapter with Elaine pondering what Rand will do uh, when she, because yeah, they say, like, Rand will tell us tomorrow um, what his plans are. So soon we'll know what Rand's plans are. Now, that's that's the joke of the chapter, that right there. Wait, so you're supposed to say, and tomorrow Rand will tell us what his plans are, and then you follow with, boom, if so. there's any portion of this chapter where the narrator should jump in and say, only that would not what that is not what's <laughs> going to happen or something like that. That's that's the moment they're trying to wrap up the chapter with. Don't worry. We know where the big guys go in as of tomorrow morning. Now, something crazy is going to happen. He's going to do some wild change. He's going to deuce out something. Yeah. Um, and that's how we end this chapter. Um, so anything we missed? I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it's not a long chapter. No, not very impactful in the sense of a lot of words, but a lot of question marks and meanings behind the words. Like now I, I am actually excited for Egwene because yeah. I feel like she's finally going to become the person I want her to become. And then Avienda, we're now going to start really seeing her point of view here. So I'm like, man, we're, we're growing in our character awareness. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. the feeling very early on that with all three of our females, Egwene, Elaine, and Naive, that staying at the tower and all of the tower processes would only hold them back because they have so much more potential than anybody that's been through the tower in such a long time, if not ever. So now that we're starting to see opportunities for even one of them to learn outside of the tower and to grow their power outside of the tower. And even they've all taken chances of expanding their understanding of the power and how to channel on their own. Like that's to me, that's very positive. And the bonus is as they do this, they're growing in knowledge. They're growing in power, you know, by the white towers qualifications, they're accepted. But at some point, they're going to become as powerful, if not more powerful, than most Aes Sedai without ever having to touch that goddamn truth rod. Hmm. So hmm. they can lie, they can chill, they can ste- steal, they can they can fuck people up, they can kill people. And remember when we had that little flash forward? Yes. She was. I never the touched above. the rod. Yes. Mm. But when she said that, did she mean she never hooked up with Rand or that she to never say took that. the oath? Poor Rand. Like, yeah. <laughs> which which rod it. which rod was neglected? <laughs> yes. Did she yes. say the or uh? uh was it with, lower with case? a lowercase? Lower 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 case? Case? No, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it was not the rock. It was uh, the rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're at the end. I still have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, yep, yep. So let's go ahead and uh, do favorite characters. Uh, who's your favorite character from this chapter? Um, you know, Gwen's leveling up real fast. Uh, you know, she's getting some 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 you know, yeah. side quest. Um, we got Avienda being Avienda. Um, I'm giving it uh, to the boar. You giving it to the boar? Okay. The boar yeah. for getting. Yeah, he lived. He did. Yeah, the boar. I want to, to see another day. I want to say Avienda, but until I know the reasons for her transgressions and everything and w- what the issue is, I I can't give it to her yet. So I I will have to go Egwene. I like that she's branching out. Like I was fired up the moment she was like, "No, I'm going to do this without the ring." Yeah, I was. Like, too. what did what did we have up up until this point to even hint her that she could do that? No, no, Amis, no, Ah, uh, you know, I do like Amis, but Egwene really showed out. Egwene showed out. Yeah, Amis like, was ah. doing her thing. Egwene mm-hmm. was going outside of her boundaries at this point. Sure. So at yeah. some point. Amis might be more badass, but in this chapter, Egwene was, for me, I don't want to speak for you, Chris, but for me, Egwene was, she didn't just push limits. She said, we need to jump leaps and bounds and figure out what, yeah. where we're going, she what said, we're doing. We need to manifest it. We're yeah. going to manifest the glory. Speak Hallelujah. it into existence. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm a dream. That candle's gonna drop. You're gonna wake me up. Hallelujah! I spoke <laughs> I'm gonna find a way <laughs> in the dreamscape. Hallelujah! <laughs> hallelujah. Okay, so, we need to stop. Anyway, but <laughs> Egwene would be mine as well. If yeah. we're, if we're being serious, I'm right there with you. Just ditto on everything Ian said. Oh yeah, she stepped up in she many did. ways. Yeah. Um, and, and then she so saw Nick, an elephant, an elephant, and a giraffe. Um, and so next time, next time on the wheel reads, we'll be covering three chapters. One, two, three guys, three chapters next week. Um, and one of those chapters is actually, is actually, I would say, uh, I'm trying to think of my favorite chapters in this book. It might be in the top five. It's not my favorite chapter in the book, but it's top five. Definitely. We don't trust you, Alan. So go Go type it in private messages to the rest of the listeners. Chris and I don't trust you. No, you're a dark friend. You're a dark friend. <laughs> I'm a dark friend. Okay. So those chapter titles are Rumors. So that's that's one. Um, Customs of Mayen, Mayen uh, where Bar- Bear Lane's from. So the Customs of Mayen. Uh, and then the last one that we're covering is Into the Doorway. Mask going on an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Rumor is, rumor is, Alan's a dark friend. Alan's custom is dark friend shit with his dark friend friends. And into the what? The doorway. Doorway. Doorway to dark friendness. This is a fucking biography of Alan's life that's coming up. Uh, Three three chapters of how I fucked my life up by Alan Witt. (laughs) Uh, Uh, all i'm saying is this matt's going on an adventure you can go ahead and put that down as a prediction i hope so figure out some crazy shit with with tom is he he bringing tom still no he promised he he promised he would not go in the doorway though (laughs) 
Unless I his life depended you, on I'm it. I'm not going to eat a cookie hey. tomorrow. <laughs> Chris, oh, you tell him sure, and I'll say Raffo. Sure. Raffo, Alan. Raffo. Okay. Yeah. Alan just doesn't get it. I haven't even read. I don't even know what's going to happen, but I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you have no idea. What if Tom? What, what if we're what if we're all wrong and Tom goes in? What if Tom goes no, no, Matt, you're too young. You can't die now. I'll go with my well, mustaches, guys, you, you, and then he sneezes, think, shoots out daggers. You guys think Bella's in there? Because you get you know that you meet the creator, and um, that's that's where Bella is. Um, so that was your guys' theory. Correct. Yeah, it's so. gonna happen. Okay. Yes. You get answers though. If you go there, um, that's that's a yeah, three answers, three questions answered. Um, it's like a genie, but not wishes, but answers. Um, but we so, all know how good Matt is at figuring out the right question. <laughs> exactly. How do I catch a badger? <laughs> Damn it, I missed a question. Mm. Um, so, anything else before mm. I wrap it up? You're looking good tonight, Alan. Thank you. Yes, sure. I've been are. drinking a lot tonight. Um. Makes me, want to put my... me too. That's why you're looking good. How can we be so immature and offer such worldly sage advice? How we can be found? <laughs> we can be found at the Wheel of Reads on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram. I just uh, post memes. That's all I do. Um, it's just a meme. Please read dump memes. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't even put wheel of time stuff normally on there. I'm like, what do I, what do I do with Instagram? I don't know. Put memes on there. Um, you know, when we go to Jordan Con, if we ever do, uh, we're not going this year. Logistically, it just didn't work out because um, it's like in two days. No, it's not two days. It's a couple of weeks. But um, middle of summer was just tough. But I told them 2022, we will be there. I, I talked to the people at Jordan Con by email a couple of weeks ago and told them that we will definitely be there 2022. Um, let's be back to April, hopefully. And so with that being said, yeah, uh, the will reads, uh, gmail.com is our email. You can email me. Um, I probably will respond. Um, also we can found it at www.thewheelreads.com. Um, that will give you links to everything, including our wonderful discord server, <clears throat> which if you have not joined, uh, you should, cause it's awesome. We have a lot of fun there. Um, and then also you can find links to our merch which is a great way to support us um, by merchandise. I do. do we, we're doing giveaways at least once a month on merch, sometimes more if uh, we decide to do random ones um, normally to people listening. And normally these recordings are only open to patrons. So uh, that brings me to the next point. If you guys will listen to us live or uh, get kind of impromptu giveaways and not that patron as official perk, uh, come join our patron. Um, it's a great way. Uh, probably the best way. I do it us. every now and then. Yeah, Ian does throw away a giveaway. I throw a giveaway every now and then, um, just to the listeners. So um, of our live, uh, live show. So, with that being said, uh, yeah, think about joining the Patreon. There's lots of perks you get there. There's, I think, six different tiers, and it starts at a dollar. So at a dollar a month, uh, you can start getting live recordings and some other things too. Uh, access to early releases of YouTube videos, early or. Uh, video recordings of us doing our podcast, which are there, there's some body language and stuff missing. You'll be able to see Ian deep throat a microphone, which is I, I want to say impressive, but I don't think that's the right word for it. I don't, creepy. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> next time it will be in spandex. All spandex. All oh, spandex. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and then yeah. Um, also like us, subscribe to us, or, or follow us on any platform you listen to podcasts on. Uh, we appreciate that a lot. Feel free to write us a review too. Um, I do read those. Uh, depending on what service you're using. There's like a million different podcast platforms and we're on all of them. So I don't read all the reviews, but Apple reviews, I read Spotify reviews and then anywhere else. Uh, I probably don't, but um, that's all I got for this week. So until next time, peace. Thank you for listening to the wheel of reads. See y'all next time. Uh, you okay. have the normal one. So boring. I'm the normal one. Mine went mm. nine eight twenty. <laughs> yeah, nine eight twenty. Okay, my, my, mine did mine did normal. It was it missed one. It went six five four three two. So sometimes Let it does it do the, the all over the place. Yeah. Well, since Ian's on a time crunch tonight, um, ish. Well, ish. It's not a hard okay. stop, but we need to keep it close. Yeah, you got that ring light going for your spandex. Hmm. we'll find out when the video is released and there you go (laughs) i do have to ask though um i saw that skeeter got his mug he Um, got his mug did you also order one for my mom i did it it, it, they've both been shipped only one's been delivered so far okay you didn't order my mom the red rod did you Hmm. no maybe okay because i haven't got that phone call yet Hmm. okay that would be hilarious. Maybe the next, why, the next maybe week why you she calls, I'm letting it go to voicemail. Maybe, maybe she hasn't called you because <laughs> she's busy. <laughs> Wait, you didn't say from Ian, did you? <laughs> like, with love from your son? <laughs> that would be awkward. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the way you're smiling, Alan. She, she's busy. <laughs> she's not calling you for a while. <laughs> Mom, why'd you change the locks? Hmm. Does does Ian have a date tonight? Um, Ian is currently on a date and taking a pause during the middle of his date to record with us. <laughs> hmm. it, yeah, it, you'll notice on the recording that it's a different background. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Well, in, in the in the patron chat when I posted uh, dinner and what I'm drinking, which is a wonderful Chianti. Um, hmm. Anyways, it, the background is a little different. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. still drinking my, my my tried and true. And no basil, but only have, not only have this, only have this much left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- we'll stand for land fear either. No guests. Hey, y'all, no. hold on. Chris is Chris is finishing off that that ice cream that ice cream oh. on a stick. Oh man. Mm. Get no. There's a little bit left. Lick it again. Got to get close to the mic for the AS- ASMR type thing. You know that. <laughs> 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 y'all alan and i are just chit-chatting and he's like let me real quick destroy this ice cream <laughs> he went to town that is a clean stick you could take that to the hospital and check people's throats with it now it is it is clean it is off. sterilized yeah well i'm drinking i'm drinking basil hayden whiskey uh tonight so that's that's i'm on the whiskey kick so as the night goes on it becomes more of a shit show yay Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I could use some fava beans. Yeah.
Someone said, on that note, I'm leaving and going back to the Leaf Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and we're losing people. Yay. Oh, that's a very, no, no, that's a good decision. Oh, yeah. Great is. decision, don't, actually. Don't judge them. That's a great choice. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Now they're finished the great. They're finished the great. If someone wants to, if someone wants to adult, let them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, they're wrapping it up. We can't compete with that. No, no we really we, can't. That's we okay. we, we, we should. So yeah. everyone's listening right now. Go ahead and leave us. We're not even um, attempting to. <laughs> we'll still record. Yeah, if you if you <laughs> enjoy make the Leaf Brothers very at all, quick. here you go. Egwene's <laughs> going here. Moraine's going. Told her to go there. <laughs> Nynaeve is going here. And and I said, uh, uh, um, what's the other they're still one? figuring their stuff out. Yes, yeah, so Egwene's getting better, but she's not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that's the end of our episode. All right, until next quote? time. Give us the quote again <laughs> that we all love so much. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> oh man, well, that quote well, that we were given—that uh, that compliment. Can you call it a compliment? Which one? Oh yeah, do you got that handy, Alan? It's in the Wheel Reach chat. It was the one about like us being super childish, but also we make good yeah. points every now and then, or something oh, like yeah. that. Sage, um, hold on, Sage Sage Where's my phone? Uh, it was something along the lines It's not that far of, back in the chat, because we've been yeah, busy. We haven't been talking too much. Uh, let's see. I don't, I don't know. Let's see. Where was it? Um, Hold on. Boom. Boom. Uh, got it right here. I don't understand how a podcast I can still be don't so, under, so... I still yeah. don't understand. Go ahead. You can read it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I still don't understand. I still oh. don't understand how a podcast can be so immature... Yet word, worldly sage at the same time. Great review. Um, Bam. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't I, been listening to the stories Alan and I tell, we, we've done a lot of crazy stuff in our life, but every time there's a moment afterwards where we sit and drink a beer and reflect, and we learn mm-hmm. from it. Right. I'm not saying we change what we do in the future, but you know, no. we, <laughs> we learn from it a little bit. Let's learn how to fuck it up better. Uh, bingo. Let's, let, let's, let's go ahead and, and jump into this episode if you guys want to. You guys ready? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Let's go. Uh, hold on. Let me get all my do screens to the right section so that way I can good. see things as things happen. All right. So I'll be monitoring Pater Piles. Spoilery chat. So if you guys need me, start putting memes there. If someone goes out. All right. <clears throat>